Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Mob Squad. I'm Amanda. I'm Ariel. <laughs> Every time. Sorry, I just have Every to be time, weird. Like, we're going to start this like normal and not laugh. and not be giggly and silly, and today I thought was the day. And I mean... Nope. <laughs> next go. time there's always next time i'm just being weird um, if you don't act weird like how do you stay sane in this world i, I just have to be weird sometimes yeah same me too okay. okay good i like being weird and silly and funny i don't like yeah. taking myself too seriously no no who wants so that much better Bleh. to laugh than just to be like hi i'm amanda <laughs> i can't copy that voice <laughs> <laughs> that's like a a I'm not going to say it in this day like and age. I can't say it without getting in trouble. <laughs> well, I was going to say a certain kind of robot. But. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to be um, talking about, well, we're going to give you some tough love, right? Yeah. We're talking about breaking up with a friend. Have you ever had to do that? Yeah. I mean, I've broken up with friends. Yeah. Not in the best way, but yeah. I'm also a lot more mature these days. Mm. So when you broke <laughs> up, were you a lot younger? Yeah. Yeah. And not, and I didn't mean to break up. I just lashed out and then had major regret. And then we were just discussing this before we started the podcast. But at that point, the friendship was no longer salvageable because I was so hurt and angry and mean and said things I shouldn't say. And I have a sharp tongue and my friends who I did this to also have sharp tongues and they should understand, but you can't take back things you say. And yeah. I had to learn a hard lesson and I lost really good friends because of that. So that does happen in life and you grow and learn from those mistakes, hopefully. And I think, to be honest, I love those friends still and we do still talk, but we're not close anymore. And I look back on that friendship all the time and what happened and how things ended. And I regret, regret, regret. And I try to look at it positively instead of like living in regret. I try mm -hmm. to say, well, you know what? I went through that with those friends, maybe so that I could be a better friend oh, as an adult that's and, a good way. and learn that I can't do those things. Yeah. No, you know? I think that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Well, well, I try to. I have to remind myself all the time, but it's it's hard when you when you go through those things in life. But it, it is like a learning thing. Right. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you, you do, you make mistakes in life. Yeah. And they're growing pains. Totally. It's not just and they the body. suck to go through, but totally, but then you come out hopefully a better person on the other side or you don't, and you keep learning that lesson. So, right. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we do have to break up with friends and that sucks. I've actually, um, all right. So that's exactly what we're talking about today is, you know, you've got a best, your bestie or a crew or whatever, and you love them so much, but also you might kind of hate them a little bit and you're not quite sure where you are. You so might kind you of hate them like, a little bit. Maybe because you're just, maybe you're not vibing anymore. Maybe yeah. something's off and not right. And we're evaluating what, do we keep them or do we move, move on, on and, and exit stage left? So yeah. this is actually a topic we, I've been talking to a lot of people about our podcast and they love the friendship series because it's something that every woman, at least that we know can relate to on yeah. some level. And we've been talking a lot about how hard it is to make friends and maintain them. And now we're going to talk about getting rid of them, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in with the 
in with the new I mean, and out with the old. Kind of. No. Like, no one to hold them and no one to fold them. I, no, I, I think it's, it's just part of it. It's part of growing. It's <laughs> We moved not, quickly through that. Not everybody is going to be on your porch. <laughs> how do you right? get a friend? Now how do you get rid of them? Now, now it's time to dump them. <laughs> we are going to keep continuing to explore this yeah, like it's friendship just, topic because I think it means so much to so many women. But there are a lot of friendships out there that are toxic and... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easier to hold on to them to let them than to let them go, right? Because, like for myself, I don't like confrontation, so having those conversations would be really difficult for me. Um, I have had to have them, but hasn't ended well. And other times, it has ended really well. So yeah. you have to, like, you know, um, I just lost my train of thought. Well, I think what you're trying to say is that you know those are like mature adult conversations. I feel like you can have them as you're younger too. And and I fucked mine up. I just admitted that that that's what happened to me in my twenties, but it is a hard thing to do. Like to confront somebody in general is hard for most people. But not only that, when, when you have a past with somebody or a history or a friendship, Mm -hmm. it's 10 times harder, I think, than to confront Joe Schmo on the street because you have that relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's not an easy thing to do. However, people, I think, I don't think there's a person out there that hasn't had some kind of issue with that because nobody just has good friends 24 seven. And then totally like, there's always going to be people out there that are not good for people or not a good friend, or they cross boundaries or they've done something hurtful or mean, and you have to confront them on it. Or you just, what's the Irish goodbye where you just dip out? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm guilty of dipping out on people, but, and then sometimes there's, you know, you just, say no to them to make plans over and over again and eventually they get the point but Mm -hmm. maybe that's not the most mature thing to do maybe in our 40s or later you can be an adult about it and say listen this is what happened and I'm not okay with it and I think we should go our separate ways but that's awkward first of all second of all you were going to talk about I think maybe you saved a friendship yeah from well let's like let's dive into this a little bit so let's talk about so we have a we have friends and this is just in general, this is not anything specific, right? We have friends. This is the scenario that we'll paint for you. Maybe it's been a friend that you've had for a very long time, or maybe it's been a short time, but you got really close and now something just seems off. So how do you know when to hold on and fight for that friend versus when to let go of that friend? Yeah. Right. So that's, let's talk about that first. And then I can share my experience with that. Cause I know my experience was very different, but my experience happened like in my very late thirties. Yeah. When you're a mature adult. It had, it could have been ugly and terrible, but it ended up working out in our favor, which was great, but it also could have gone been bad the exact opposite way. Yeah. So how do you know when it's time to break up with a friend? So we we researched this a lot and we found this list that we thought might be um, a good sort of guideline and when you're thinking about it. And one of the things I want to really stress to anyone who's considering breaking up with a friend, really, really reflect on that and make sure it's the right time because if you're making a decision when you're in the moment of anger, mm-hmm. you might come to regret how you yeah, came that's to break what I up did. with your friend, right? Yes. Um, I broke m- up in a, in a fit of rage, basically, mm-hmm. because I was so hurt and done with stuff. And that happens. And and yeah. sometimes that's not avoidable. And I don't know if my situation would be avoidable, but sure. I know what you're saying, where it's mm-hmm. like, maybe this isn't like a intense moment, but it's a moment of you think that you want to. And so then you just need time to reflect on it because you can make rash decisions Just about so you know that it's the right choice for you right right like, right because it is a big decision to mm-hmm. make 
I guess. Am I being impulsive because I don't yes. like what the behavior is yes. that they did? Or is this a series well, or a pattern of behaviors that has been adding up and now I Right. Or done? is it a super offensive thing they've or, done? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that can also cause you heartache and pain. And, sure. And is that salvageable? Like, did they make a mistake? So here's my thing. And what I learned through breaking up with some of my friends. Sometimes people make mistakes Mm -hmm. and they do deserve a second chance. And you shouldn't just write them off because they did something hurtful one time or they did something where they made a mistake and you're like, holy crap, I can't believe you did that. But you give them the chance to explain themselves or maybe because we're coming at this from a mature adult, right? We're going to go to that person and say this offended me or hurt because some maybe they don't know. Maybe they did do it on purpose. Whatever the decision is, the point is I because of what I've been through, I Mm -hmm. think people do deserve second chances. However, sometimes that offense is so unforgivable that they don't deserve a second chance. And I'm not even thinking of anything specific, but I do know that through my experiences that can happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it happens a lot. And then is that a point where you actually break up or is it just a clean break and it's done and you go left and they go right? Like what's the... And maybe they don't know that you're breaking up with them. (laughs) They might. I've been in that situation too. Right. And I'm actually so hard. This is actually like a really deep topic. Yeah. Now that we're getting into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's there's there's a lot that could go on. Yeah. Well, let's let's continue that this list. Okay. So number one is when you have a really good friend, but they're only or you think they're a really good friend, right? Forever you thought they're a good friend, except now you're noticing that they only reach out to you when they need something. Like we all need help sometimes. Yeah. Yes. So it's, I know that I reach out to you when I need help. I have other buddies that I will reach out to you if I have a question or I'm working through something or whatever, but it's a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know you also can call me anytime, whatever it is to talk about yeah. whatever you're going through and I'll yeah. be there for you. It's a give and take, right? It's not one-sided. It's not, um, but I'm, I'm only here for you because of what I can, I can get from you, you. Oh, right? or what you, what you can what, give. You're only here for me because of what I can offer you, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. There's givers so, and takers. So if you're yeah. constantly take, 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 I need this, I need this, I need this. Then... However, I do think some people are just more giving and some people are more of a taker mm. and that's just their personalities. Yeah. But if you feel like it's balanced enough, then yeah, yeah it's probably okay. Because I don't, do you know what I mean? What? <laughs> we just had like an intense moment with our we did? eye contact. I was like, uh-huh. Oh, and then I, I didn't even feel it. I was like listening to, oh, <laughs> I'm the giver and you're the taker. <laughs> I'm the taker. <laughs> no, because what I'm trying to think of is, is sometimes, okay, so yes, sometimes relationships are very one-sided and that is probably not okay. But I do think that some people naturally are inclined to be more giving and some people Mm -hmm. are naturally and what I'm thinking of is like my mom is a super giver Mm -hmm. that makes her happy yeah I don't think of myself as a taker but I but I do have a hard time being a giver sometimes Mm -hmm. and so and maybe that's because I I mean this could be a deep topic but like I'm just thinking off the top of my head like maybe because I've been hurt so many times when I do am a giver it's I have walls up for being a giver Mm. because giving can you can get hurt giving yeah, when you get sure. too much mm-hmm. or and somebody takes advantage. I am a giver and that is my truth. Like that exactly what you just said. Yeah, That's like me. being I a people pleaser. I am hurt so often. Yeah. I give, 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 give. And I it's rare that it's reciprocated. That's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I feel like in my life I have been a giver and it, it's ended up being hurtful. So mm-hmm. now I lean maybe more towards being a taker. But and I don't think anybody is perfect. Like nobody out there is like a perfect giver and taker. But I do think there are people who are more right. one way or the other. Totally. And maybe that's not good for you in your friendship. But being aware of it is another thing. I think some people are not aware of it at all. 
I think they just don't know that they're takers or givers. True. Do you know what I mean? So, so I don't know. So I'm just saying like people can lean one way or the other and I don't think it's a problem unless it's a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I, and I think that is like, that's going a little bit deeper on like, (laughs) <laughs> like discovering who you are, whether totally. you're a taker, totally. like all of that. I think for the, the purpose of this point is if that person is only ever taking from you yes. and not. That's what I'm saying when it's a problem to like, like we talk a lot about filling up our cups, right? Like mm-hmm. we're filling up our cups with joy and, you know, positive energy and all of that stuff. If they're only taking from your cup and not feeling, they don't have to give you the same thing that you're giving back to them. They just need to give it to you in a way that fills your cup in a different way that is leaving you feeling satisfied. Yeah. Right. But if they're not, if it's leaving you feeling drained, like, why am I always here for this person? I never say no to them. Right. They have no problem saying no to me. Right. But I continue to pick up the phone or show up for them. Then that is when it is time to maybe reevaluate the friendship. Right. Yeah. And to think about maybe, is this the right kind of person I need in my life right now? Yeah. So I think that's kind of, yeah. Like if I'm a giver and you're a taker, that doesn't mean we can't be best buddies, right? We still can, but you would just have to fill my cup in a different way and mm-hmm. I wouldn't fill your cup in a different way, right? Yeah. As like if I was there for you in some other fashion. Kind of like knowing our love languages, but for friends. Yes, like it how, is. Right? <laughs> this goes back to that stupid, I mean, it's not stupid, but that podcast we did about marriage and friendship, how it's like the same. It's, it's exactly so same true. Thing, right? And right. I feel like we literally mm-hmm. hit on that every time we talk about friendship because it is true. You got to know your love language. You got to know what, right. what makes, but that's like part of being a good friend. Mm-hmm is that you want to know what they're like, how do I fulfill my friend? Even if I'm like, like I'm trying to just think of my friendships too. Like if I was always coming to you for advice, then you're giving and I'm taking, Mm -hmm. but like maybe you know more about, you know, like graphic design or whatever I'm coming to you for. If I always need help with like computer stuff or whatever, I think that's okay because you know more about something than I do, but am I filling your cup in other ways? Am I there for you when you have a problem that you want to talk about? Am I there for you when you need somebody to pick up your kids? Or am I there for you when, you know, whatever that is. I'm just saying it's like, obviously it's not just like one thing, but you have to be aware of that. And if you want to be a good friend, you have to think of it like a marriage and a relationship. Mm -hmm. It takes work. You have to evaluate yourself and evaluate the other friend Mm -hmm. and how that relationship works. It is a relationship, a friendship. And I'm actually glad you brought up the graphic design thing because I think that's a really good example of how we fulfill each other's cups. And that's why I think it works for us so well, because you do call me for graphic design stuff, right? Like you might need help or maybe I'm making a meme, but you're- Yeah, because I don't know how to do that. How to do Instagram, right? Like right. I'll call you True. and be like, how do I do this? This is right. taking me three hours. Like, what do I do next? Right. So we're taking from each other, but we're giving each other. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a two-way street for us. We're, and it's not always 50-50. I think sometimes it's 40-60 or 20-80, whatever it is, but it's mm-hmm. always, it's constantly moving. There has and to be a balance somewhere. Yeah, so we're, but we're- I know I keep saying filling each other cup. I don't, what's, what would I say? We're satisfying the need of the friendship because we're both getting something wonderful out of it. That's allowing us mm-hmm. to continue the friendship, grow a deeper connection and grow. That yeah. makes sense? Yeah. Okay. You're looking at me like I- Well, because I'm trying to think of my situation too, because I don't know why I'm defensive of this. Maybe this is like a trigger for me, but I feel like maybe sometimes like in a your friendship- 20, Your 20 year situation or your current no. situation. No, just in general. Oh, okay. Just in general as yeah. a person. I'm thinking of our friendship actually, oh, yeah. because okay. I feel like you're saying like, I'm a taker and you're a giver and I don't want you to think I'm taking advantage oh. of you ever. But no, I'm just trying to think of specific, and I know that's not the case because we're, we are good friends, but I'm saying in a situation where you're 
always giving, like, let's say for advice for that. But what if I'm always there for you to hear about your kid? That's a different kind of giving and taking. Totally. Do you know what I mean? And I, and why I'm saying I'm defensive of it is when I said earlier, I I put walls up for giving. Mm -hmm. So I maybe am not as thoughtful about when you're sick, bringing you soup or like, can I take the kids or whatever? I feel like that's a defense mechanism that I have Mm -hmm. as a friend so that I'm never giving too much because I don't want to get taken advantage of or hurt because I have been hurt in the past by friends. So I'm just trying to look at it from that perspective, but I know that you're not saying that. It's just, I'm feeling defensive and I don't know why. Well, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to trigger you in that because I don't feel that way about you at all. I know you're not trying to. I know that you, but you give to me in other ways. So Maybe that's what I'm saying. So maybe it's it's not not just it's not like a physical thing or an emotional thing. Like there has to be a balance somewhere from the giving and taking. But maybe it's like I don't have maybe skills to share with you. Like I know you said I help you with Instagram, but like let's just use it as an example. Like maybe (laughs) because I feel like you're good at a lot of things and I'm not. Maybe that's why I'm feeling defensive. This girl. No, I'm serious. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I'm saying like you have lots of talents. And so if it, you're, if I'm always coming to you for advice, it's because you have all these things and it's not because I'm a taker in the relationship and I want to take from you, but it's more like I maybe have more respect and for you in that aspect, because I know that you have more to offer in that area. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I'm saying from like my perspective of being a good friend, maybe I don't have, maybe I don't have all the cool the cool stuff for you to borrow, or I don't have the know-how of how to do certain things, but, but I try to be a good friend for the the qualities that I do have in terms of being there for you or listening to you when you need somebody to talk to or helping out with the kids. Sometimes if you need help, I try to do those things to be a good friend. Totally. You do do that. And don't sell yourself short because I'm, I am good at computer design sort of stuff. I know that's my talent line. Your talent is like the health, you're like the smartest person I know. I always come to you before I go anywhere else when I have a health question about right. my body or my kids' bodies or whatever we're feeling or how we're going or what we need to go through. Like you're the first person I come to. So I, I think we're saying Maybe the I'm same just thing. being insecure. <laughs> no, we're saying the same thing. I, it doesn't have to be equal. Right, right. Equitable, I guess, is a better. Like it's not just because I'm giving you graphic design doesn't mean you have to give me graphic design. <laughs> I feel like I totally made this podcast about me and my insecurities. <laughs> But I know what you're no, saying. I, I, so from the surface level, it is the friendship one-sided, basically. So I will give you an example. I So going back to graphic design, I know how to do a lot of things. Right. You have a lot of talents I in that area. I have people that will, who I think are my friends, but they only reach out to me when they need, when they need me to design something. So that's yeah. when they show interest in like, hey, how's it going? How's the kid? <laughs> By the oh, way, we totally should get together. Hey, can you look at this design real quick and see, or do you know how I can fix this? Or can you create this for me or whatever? Mm-hmm. And that that's when it gets I think that's the point of this like when you're I don't feel like I ever need to break up with you because I get what I need from you and I think you get what you need from me yeah and it's constantly moving right but when it's one-sided if it was just you calling me to do graphic design stuff for me or for you all the time and only to help you grow your business yeah and you're not coming over to my house you're not spending time with me or my family or whatever it is it's Mm -hmm. just about how I can help you get ahead that I think is what it's more about like when it's one-sided right. that way. Do you know? Yeah, that makes sense? I do. 
Okay. I do. I, I think I took it down a road. Mm. I didn't need to go. No, but I think a lot of people <laughs> think that way. Like Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just really insecure as a friend because I don't know why that like totally made me feel defensive. Sorry. No, don't. F- no, I don't. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody, somebody else. Yeah, maybe it will help somebody. I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe I said it wrong. Maybe I was like, no, you did not asshole. say it wrong at all. I think it totally triggered something and I don't know why. Well, let's continue. So number two on the list is that they're always negative. It's okay to complain to each other. I know I complain to you on the daily, but you complain to me too. So yeah. It works. Yeah. And it's not just a life of Debbie Downers and, you know, woe is me or yeah. we hate everybody and everybody hates us. It's yeah. not, it's not draining the energy from the room. I think we talked about this on the, or, one of the other podcasts did we, we did. Maybe a little bit. I don't Because remember. I think, yes, nobody wants to be hearing about somebody's troubles 24 seven, like nobody wants to do that. But I think part of obviously being a good friend is being there when somebody needs you. And Mm -hmm. usually somebody needs you when they're having trouble, not when they're happy. So that is part of a friendship. But if somebody is always like, if it's emotionally draining and exhausting to pick up the phone when they're calling you, because you know that you're just going to hear problem after problem, Mm -hmm. then that might be a friend that's not a good friend to have. Except I do have sympathy or empathy, I guess, for people who always seem to have problems and need help. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not my job to save people. No, it's not. And I think too- And you can be a good friend, but you have to have boundaries. There has to be a point in which you, you, you make the choice to either change and you can be there for that friend to help them change and go through that. So that they're not always negative anymore Mm -hmm. or accept it because that's who they are and that's their personality or move on. Right. right? So like for me, I have to be surrounded by good energy, positive vibes. Sometimes it goes south. And I know that because sometimes I'm there. That's life. Yeah. Right. But I always if I'm there, I'm going to try really hard to figure out why I'm there and try really hard to get out of it. If you are there, I'm going to be there for you to help you pull out of it. Right. But if there's if it's just. You're just negative about everything all the time. You just can't find the beauty in anything or the positivity in anything. I think there's some people out there that like to talk about negative shit. Like that's what they like to do. Yeah. You know, that's just who they are. (laughs) Right? Yeah. There are just more negative people and more positive people. I think that is like a thing. But I think we've, we've talked about doing a podcast on people pleasing. But if you're a people pleaser, you probably want to just be there for them all the time, but that's not a good thing for anybody to be mm-hmm. in a position of taking it from somebody else's, the, like taking on their problems all the time. You have to have yeah. boundaries. And so I think that there's a balance again, there being a good friend and not being a good friend between like some, you can't just always call somebody to tell them your problems. Well, can, yeah, but you can sometimes like not 24 seven and being a good friend is to be there for somebody when they need you. So Nobody's life is perfect. Everybody has problems. It's okay to be a sounding board. It's okay to p- complain about your kids. It's not okay when it's affecting your life. When it's and starting to drain the life it's out draining of you, you. And you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Or I you can't. find yourself avoiding that person because, because you, you know, just don't have it in you to take the negativity or the complaints or Right. Or if you're whatever. having your own problems and you're like, I can't deal with somebody else's problems. Mm-hmm. That can be a problem too. <laughs> problem, yeah. problem, problem. Say problem one more time. I know. Um, Oh, this is a good one. They're making everything about themselves. We all know these people. They cannot stand being 
We all know those people who can't stand not being the center of yeah, attention. Yeah, I was going to say not being the center. Um, so if your friend is constantly bringing the focus back to themselves and their life and their drama or their wins or whatever, it might be time to let them have that center stage and you exit stage right. Yeah. <laughs> have fun on that stage of yours. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a lot of self-absorbed people these days. And I don't think it's... I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I can't talk. Should we call the episode? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently we can't talk. And we have a podcast where we talk. But how do you spell that? I think these days, I don't know if it's a, a parenting generation. I know we talked about self-esteem and people like over parenting their kids with self-esteem and thinking they're so great. But I think there are. And I don't know. It's just like the world in general. Like there's no more customer service. People are rude at so many places you go these days. But there's also just like a lot of self-absorbed people, I feel like, that I come into contact with. And they just make it about themselves always. It's always about them. And it's like, that's not a friendship. And that's a hard friendship to be in. Because who wants a friendship that's about one person? Like that's not a friendship. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know you have something to add. Come on. I know. I'm trying to say it or think of how to say it. I do have something to add. I, well, this is just like a little bit of calling myself out on this one. So what I have been discovering, and I think I might've mentioned this, mentioned this before on another podcast that I, this is, this whole experience has been better than therapy for me because I'm really opening up in a way that I've never done before. And what I have discovered in this That short, will be $120. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, it's good. But you're right. I mean, yes, I I do think I've forced myself to get out there and put myself out there so much so. And I know I mentioned this in another podcast because we were just talking about it earlier. And now I know what you were talking about. It was not telling people that we are doing this podcast, people that I deeply love and care about that I'm close to. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to open up to them, but I'm finding that they're very upset. That you that didn't, I tell, didn't them. tell them at first. Like they're yeah. they're sort of insulted. They're like, oh, I thought we were really close. Why wouldn't you tell me? My family has been like, why wouldn't you, you know, why didn't you tell us? We want to support you. We love you so much. This is so great. And I just am extremely private, which I did not know that. Um, until- which is so funny to me because you're such a social outgoing person. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're you're not, but you are private. Right, but if you ask most people who know me to like give me, like give me a 30 second elevator speech on Amanda, they would say, oh, she's so outgoing. She's a hard worker. She's nice. She doesn't open up. <laughs> I, they wouldn't. They, no, because they probably all think they know me because I'm social, so I'm bubbly, social and yeah. engaging. But what do they really know? Do they know my hopes and dreams? Do they know what I want to achieve out of this? Do yeah. they know where I'm going? Or probably not. Most of them won't. I think of five people that could answer that question, maybe. Okay. In my entire life. But I think that's normal to mm-hmm. not be super open about everything. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I just, I am blown away by how offended people are. That you didn't tell that them. I, that I didn't share this with them. So well, what is the reason you didn't tell them? Were you afraid that they I mean, would That's a topic for another day. That's like a whole other <laughs> issue. I, I can't know, wait to get into it. out there is hard and the, feel of, the fear of failure. Yeah, and, which is you know, rejection. Episode. Like what if somebody's like, oh my God, you suck. Why would you do that? How stupid. But those or are like, the people that love you the most. That tell me I suck and I'm painting no, my Cheerios? that you would. Oh, I that know. That you should have right. told. And not one of them have, has said that, but it's self-sabotage yeah it's, like a it's, whole, it's yeah. just a whole nother thing it's a deep dive so, something that i'm like exploring right now because i didn't know and that's, i'm just discovering this so that you're anyway, a private person to the point right i and i it's a as big of a shock to me as it is to you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's a shock but i feel like that's normal i i've been through a lot with like a coaching program that i did about putting yourself out there and i discovered i went to a um a conference in mm-hmm. San Francisco and they did an NLP. Do you know what NLP is? Neuro-linguistic programming? Totally. No. 
So it's a, I don't really actually, I can't really get into what it is because it's a lot, but there's these programs that we like pick up as kids and stuff of like how we're treated and Mm -hmm. how our parents talk to us and all these things. And then you like, that's like your program that you run off in your brain and Mm -hmm. you do it subconsciously and neuro-linguistic program is like rewriting that. But we did an exercise where we put an arrow on our throat and we had to push it and it's and it would break and it's so scary to do because in your brain is like don't do this but you have to push through it and it snaps every time and and in your head you're like oh my god this isn't going to snap and so your brain is like do not do this but you watch five people go in front of you that do the same thing and they panic and they don't want to do it and that you push on it and it snaps It doesn't go through your throat, but your brain tells you not to do it. And so the whole point is like pushing you out of your comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. Like doing stuff, your brain is telling you don't do this, Mm -hmm. but you do it anyways. And then you have like a breakthrough. You have like this, um, like people cried, like this was like a huge thing that we did. Yeah, I bet. But anyways, at that conference where I learned about myself, I didn't ever know this, but I was, and I don't know why I'm talking about this now. This is how my brain works. <laughs> I go off on a tangent and I don't know why I started it, but I found out that I, oh, this because of what you were telling me. I found out because I have a fear, not a fear of failure. I have a fear of not being good enough. It's why we don't put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a neuro-linguistic program in their head of why they can't make money, why they can't be successful, whatever that is. And it usually comes from your childhood, Mm -hmm. but you have to like dig, 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 dig to find out. And I had no idea Mm -hmm. why I was holding myself back. And I ended up finding out it was fear of not being good enough. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It's it's a huge number of people have Mm -hmm. that. A huge number of people have fear of failure. A huge number of people have they're not, you know, they, they weren't loved enough as a child or whatever. Like my mind comes from like being coming from a divorced family and my dad not being there and I wasn't good enough for my dad and I'm not good enough for anybody and all of that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it goes down to psychological BS, but you try to like reprogram that. But that's one of the things that I went through to like put myself out there. And why I was saying that was like, you were afraid to tell your family and you were afraid to do the podcast and you were afraid to do the Instagram reels. And it's Mm -hmm. like totally normal. I think everybody has something underlying that keeps them from success that we don't know what it is really, Mm -hmm. but it all goes back to something like that. And so I don't think people should be offended that you didn't tell them because obviously you didn't tell them not because you don't love them and they're not your friends or your family. It was your own fears or insecurities about what they would say or feel about it. Yeah. And when you say this is therapy, I feel like I just therapied you. Therapized. (laughs) Bazinga. Yeah. Back to the topic at hand. So the whole point of that conversation, though, of I, so I'm saying that be so I can take accountability to that. Like there are people that just make everything about them. But I have to question when I'm breaking up with somebody, is it because I'm allowing this to happen or is it because this is the only I've trained them to treat me this way. I don't know. These yeah. are things that I need to yeah. really reflect on before I dump this friend. Cause actually they might be a really good friend, but I haven't, I haven't opened up to them. So their thought process or their natural reaction maybe is to only talk about themselves and whatever they're doing yeah. and interject. And then they're not picking up on the subtle little cues that I'm putting out there of like, Oh, what about me? Listen to this. They yeah. Give me my five seconds and then move on. Cause I've trained them how to treat me. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So I think that's something to consider. Are you giving them the opportunity to get to know you also? And 
or are they constantly just making it about them are they and making you can't it, ever get anything out? Are they making it about themselves because they're self-absorbed or are they making it about themselves because you're not giving them anything? Because you're not letting them in. You're not letting them in right. or you're not putting and they yourself know that. out there. They would never know that about me, right? Because most people would say you're very social, you're super engaging. You're just private. They don't know that I'm private. It's a surprise. Well, that's to, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They don't. You are, but nobody knows that because you have to get down to the center of my onion to really <laughs> get to know me. Center of the tootsie pop. Because yeah. <laughs> the onion, you have to peel back the layers. I know. And uh, when you said the center of the onion, tootsie I thought roll. the center of the tootsie roll, and I picture that commercial that we grew up with where they lick the lollipop. Anyway, when they are making it all about themselves and don't take the time to get to know you, then it's probably time to reevaluate. But also just before you do that, look at yourself and say, like, am I contributing to this relationship? Are you not contributing to the relationship because that's how they treat you? Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear about your stuff. So that's just who you started becoming with them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I don't know. This is like a journey that I'm on. I don't know. It's therapy. I don't know the answer. Why that, charge as, as much uh, as I do? $20. I feel just like kidding. your rates are too low. <laughs> Way too low. <laughs> for what I do? Are you kidding me? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. Well, to be continued on that one for me, there's not anybody that I'm ready to totally break up with on this category for that reason, though, because I do have friends who make it all about themselves, but I think I've also trained them how to treat me. Yeah. And I've been, well, I've that, made myself available to them to be that sounding board and allowing them to make everything about themselves, mm -hmm. right? Does and that make I, sense? Yes. And no. this has to do with being a people pleaser, but it also mm -hmm. has to do with self-sabotage, which is another topic we've talked about doing a podcast on. Because when you train people to treat you like that, that's mm -hmm. your form of self-sabotage because you think that that's what you deserve in your friendships or you think that's how you deserve to be treated. Yeah. But if all, but I think a sign of that would be that all of your friendships are like that. And if it's not, and it's just one person, then maybe it is just that person. And yeah, it's not that's you. a good point. That is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the next one? The next one is you feel like they're competing with you in all things. Friendships aren't supposed to be a competition, folks. You constantly find yourself feeling like your friend is trying to one up you or prove that they are better than you. Then it's time to say sign. Oh, my God. You know what comes to mind? Tell me. The SNL skit. Which one? The one where she's like, she like plays with her hair and she's like, oh, you went to, you went on vacation last year. I went to 50 different countries in 20 days or whatever. She like one ups you and it's a competition. Yes, like everything you say, oh my God, it's the funniest so SNL comment ever. That? It's not, is it it's like the an chick. older one with Molly Shannon? Is, that is it Molly it is? Shannon? It's her or it's that girl on the airplane for that bachelor party where oh. she's like, I'm so broke or is her name the blonde party. one? Kristen something. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, what is her name? I I'm really bad with names. Don't She's ask so me. funny. My husband was here. He knew it in a heartbeat. He is on well, top of that. Buddies, Maya Rudolph and... I don't know who Maya Rudolph is. I'm not yeah, good with names. She's also in Bridesmaid. She's the bride. Oh, is she? Okay. <laughs> I'm not good at names. Don't give me a name. I won't know who that is. But anyway, so that's what comes to mind. But I do feel like uh, there are friendships where there is a little bit of competition there. I think... Kristen Wiig. Oh, yes. Yes. Her? Yes. Okay. I sorry. mean, I don't know her name. It was going to bother me. That face. Yes. yes, I know Kristen her. Wick. She's so funny. So I think competition, unfortunately, I also think about when I hear, heard what you just said was that I feel like women are often competitive with each other. For what reason? I don't know. I mean. And, but you have a different yeah. perspective than I do. Remember, yeah. we talked about this a little bit before we recorded. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. So, so elaborate. You feel like they're more competitive. I, and I actually disagree with this, but I think it's because of you having sisters and maybe. you not. 
It might be. So share your philosophy. And then... Well, I just have different experiences than you do. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with women competing with me always. I've always had people competing with me where I am not like that with other women. I don't ever, <laughs> to be honest, all of my friends that I've had in my life have been ones that aren't competing with me. Because I think I'm drawn to those women that are not competing with me because I've had so many that have. What, like, what are they competing for, though? I don't know. Don't... Attention. Like who they has be what? The, star of the party or they want to have yeah, the better I don't know. Louis Vuitton bag? Like, what? Yes, on all of those things. Yes, mm-hmm. on all. Yeah, I just feel like it's always about, like, well, you. I don't know. I don't know. I've just always felt that competition or or had people treat me bad because of something happening. And I'm like, I'm not competing with you. Why are you competing with me? Like, I don't care about you. Go away. But I've mm-hmm. had that feeling from other women. And so I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how to describe it. But you and I were talking before we recorded about how I feel like I have a different relationship with women than you do because you grew up with sisters and I did not. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's that other people feel that way. But I, I do know. think it does relate because you and I talk about all the time boys with other boys, boys having brothers. Oh, boys having. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not. Boys. Don't. Of course, your mind goes what? there. No, I no, no, I wasn't sure where I, I, yeah, I know. But we talked about it before yeah. we recorded. But that's funny. You forgot. You went today. right to the sexual side. No, I wasn't even going sexual. No. <laughs> I was just like thinking of like friend. Like what? what? Boys with boys. Like Boys friends? with other brothers mm-hmm. are different than boys with sisters. Oh, yes, totally. And any mm-hmm. boy mom who has just boys will know that. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to other moms with boy moms. And so and not having girls, we can't say how all sisters are with sisters, but you have all sisters. Yeah. I mean, I have all sisters. It's all I know. It's all I. Right. And I had a brother. So mm-hmm. I always I felt like it was harder for me to talk to girls because I had a brother. So I always related easier to guys. Mm-hmm. And but when I related to guys, I felt like the girls would get jealous or mad that I was like hanging out with the guys. Yeah, because you were like encroaching on their territory. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, but see, you but were, like, I. To the guy circle and they so badly wanted to be there. So I could. Yes. See that. So then yeah, I would sure. be treated bad by these other girls. And it and I wasn't doing it to make them jealous or to compete with them or to get the guy's attention. It was mm-hmm. just I related easier it was to like them. A natural state. It was you. a natural state mm-hmm. for me. And still to this day, like I was a tomboy. I related more to boys. I wanted to play sports. I wanted to hang out with the boys. And that's what I did until I went through puberty and started liking girls or girls. Girls, <laughs> boys. Well, I liked girls as friends then, no, but yeah, like yeah. I, but that, but I didn't gravitate towards girly girls until I started liking boys and wanting to be a girly girl myself. But then what happened once that? Then you were started to gravitate more towards girls, and then what? I no, but I. So I had friends who were more like me, more tomboyish. Like my my best friends were the twins. In middle school, mm-hmm. they played soccer, competitive soccer. They were more tomboyish, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, but they were also girly. Like Nicole was really girly. And so I gravitated towards that, but they were never in competition with me. So I feel like our friendship was easy. Sure. Okay. So, but then I would still gravitate towards guys, but not like friends. Like, I don't know. You can even ask my husband because we went to high school, middle school and high school together. And we hung out together a mm-hmm. lot because I hung out with guys a lot and not... I know there's women out there that have said like, oh, I don't trust girls who only get along with guys or whatever. But I'm right, but I know a lot of women that that especially growing up like in high school and in college, they would be like, I'm I am one of the guys I, I prefer hanging out with. See, them. I'm not one of the guys. So, I had a friend in high school that did that. And all of the guys talked crap about her because she tried to act like a guy. So I'm not I'm not one of those girls. But I did just find it easier to talk to guys. Yeah, I was never one of those girls. 
mean, I could. I talked to them. Yeah, and it but was do fine. you think it's because of how we grew up? I don't know. Like with sisters versus a brother? Bro- brother yeah. I don't know. So my I have there's three sisters. My I have two that are 13 and 14 years younger than me. So that's a like I was babysitting them in high school, right? Mm-hmm. When they were babies. So it wasn't that's a different kind of sisterly. Like it wasn't like four totally. girls competing for the bathroom in our house growing up. Yeah. And then my other sister is four years younger than me. So that's still a pretty significant age Do gap. Do you feel like you were an only child kind of? No, no, okay. not at all. But I also, like she was going, like I was in middle school. She was in elementary school. By the time she got to middle school, I was in high school. Yeah, that's a big difference. And I graduate, like we were never even at the same high school together. She was in eighth grade when I was a senior. So, so then maybe it's, so it's not a totally, but sisters. We didn't actually get close. I mean, we still had like sister fights and stuff and she annoyed mm-hmm. the shit out of me for most of my adolescence. Right. It wasn't until she was... She graduated from high school that we became really, really close. Yeah. And that's when our relationship formed. So I think a lot of people that happens with. So I, but I think that your philosophy is really interesting because I (laughs) I don't know. I've never thought of it. It's just my life. It's not even my philosophy. It's just what I've experienced. But it makes sense. And I wonder too if, if there's like scientific data to maybe back that up, if there's ever been a well, study here's on the thing. that. I don't know if anything that I experience is normal or anybody mm-hmm. else can relate to it. Cause probably not. Cause most girls have no trouble getting along with other women or other girls. I but, don't know that that's true either. I think a lot of people do. Well, I don't, I don't know. I just, I hate when people feel competitive with me. It's, it feels very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And so I don't gravitate towards that. Why I always felt more comfortable with guys was because I wasn't into the purses and the shoes. And I feel like guys were just so easy to talk to in terms of like, they just talk about stuff. They they just talk about life and there's no drama and there's no cattiness and there's mm-hmm. no stabbing in the back. And there's just like no mean, not no meanness because guys do give each other a hard time, but like, it's just different. And it, the conversation just came easier. And I don't know if it's because I had a brother. I don't know if it's because my mom was a, a shy woman. And so mm-hmm. like, she didn't show me those social skills with other women because she wasn't modeling that for me. I don't know. I'm just trying to like, yeah, I don't figure know. it out. But I feel like the competition side of women is... I feel like it's common, but you don't because you have different experience. I just don't feel like I'm ever competing with anybody. Do, but do you never feel like other women are competing mm-hmm. with you? I don't know if I'm a total narcissist. I'm like really <laughs> trying to think of this because I don't I don't ever feel like that. Why would that make you a narcissist? Because I'm like, I don't know if they're competing with me. I'm just awesome all I'm the time. I'm no so great. Who knows? No, I, I don't actually, think you sound no, like that at all. I am not. I am competitive when it comes to like playing games. But outside of that, I'm not. And no, but, but you're, like you're I, competitive as a, as a person, you like to be competitive. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like women against no. other women, where they where you felt like you're they had to like one up you or somehow like be better than you. I don't know. I mean, I I know people like that. I see it around me all the time, especially living where we live. It's yeah. very um, affluent. Yeah. Right. So, so I, there's always that. I do see a lot of that, and I always feel kind of sad for them. And I don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, I want that too. Hmm. Why don't we have that? You know, well, that's yes. more jealousy, I think, or like maybe that's always I, the grass is greener on the other side type right. of thing. And and you can't get caught up in totally. comparing. So I do fall victim of that. Everybody does. But I don't know that I'm competing. If you're listen, if you're a cool chick, let's hang out. Maybe I, that's why we get along. Maybe that's yeah. why I like you because you don't I never have felt that from you. Ever. Like, like I need to one up you or you want to yeah. one up me. I don't. Yeah. Think I, or just like I've had friends where it's like they're your friends, but they're not really your friends where it's like you see them side eyeing you mm-hmm. or like giving you dirty looks or they're talking cra- like you hear from another girl that like they're talking about yeah. you when you're not there. Like that's what I'm talking about where that happens to me all the time. And I'm just well, like, why? I see that happening a lot in our community. Just as like a fly on the wall or an outsider, I okay. guess I, I do see that a lot. And that's, You've that makes me that. really sad. Yeah. I, well, yeah I, I don't know. Maybe it's happening to me and I'm just too blind to see it. I don't know. I haven't seen <laughs> I don't it think so. happen to it's me It's probably yet, not happening. 
like I'll go to social events and gatherings and stuff, but I mm. also really stay close with my tight knit group. Yeah. Knit group. Yeah. So there's you have your people. I don't know that I'm I don't ever feel like that with my my homies, like, right. like the my porch people. Yeah. I don't ever feel like that. Um, but that's why they're on your porch. That's why they're on my porch, because yeah. we're just there to celebrate right. the good, the bad. I don't have time for that. The ugly and the crap. funny. Right. And if, I just feel like it happened to me a lot when I was younger. Maybe yeah, that's too bad. But I do it think it's, all, it's it really it's very real. And I think it happens a lot. And so if yeah. you have friends, here's the bottom line. If you have a friend that's making you feel like shit all the time or you're not sure if they are in it like you are and they're side eyeing you mm. or you have a feeling they're talking or trash. they're fine to your face and then they talk yeah. behind you. Get like, rid of them. Yeah. Be with somebody who makes you feel good. But it's also like we're too old for that shit. And I know it still happens at our age, but it's it like, why do people put up with it. that? I see it happening all the time. It makes yeah. me so sad. It is sad. What's the next one? All right. The next one is you don't have anything in common anymore. People change and their interests shift um, and that's okay. But if you find that you and your friend have absolutely nothing in common anymore and you're struggling to find things to talk about, it might be time to say goodbye. I don't know that this is like a breakup thing. I think it's just something that organically fizzles. Well, okay. So, and so I guess we should talk about those friendship cards. Did you ever send yours out? Mm hmm. Are you lying? Yes, you liar. I'm so you sorry. Are awful, Amanda. Well, I sent mine out. It did take a while, but I did send them out. Not as long as me, obviously. Obviously. I will send mine out today, I swear to God. Oh my God, I'm going to make you. I'm literally no, going to put gonna your hand it. in the I'm mailbox with those cards. Well, anyways, okay. I sent mine out, but I reached out to a friend who we don't have anything in common anymore. We actually were best friends growing up in elementary school. We had the best time of our lives. We laughed so hard together. We grew apart in middle school. She was a lesbian and I was not. And so obviously that's a big difference in what mm -hmm. you relate on, right? Sure. Like I was super into boys in middle school. I was boy crazy and she was not. And so we grew apart, but I still love her to death and would do anything for her. She's one of my good friends. She was in my wedding. We didn't hang out as much in college, obviously. Like mm -hmm. we just went our separate ways. She continued to do the sports thing, which I was a tomboy. So, but I stopped doing that as much. So like you're your interests grow apart, but she's still a good person and a good friend of mine. And so like you said, I don't think you have to like break up with somebody who's like, you don't have anything in common anymore. You can still be friends. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just don't hang out as much. Right. What totally. are you relating to? No, yeah. It just, it's one of those things that organically, it's a chapter friend. It is a chapter a friend, perfect... but there can still be chapter friends that are important to you. Totally. I think like, every chapter like, friend I, I have is important to me. I go to my friend and say, we're done being friends because we don't have anything in common no. anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, mm -hmm. to me, that seems harsh. Like it's a, you have to break up with somebody because you don't have anything in common. No. You can have, I, and I'm sure, and I don't know if this happens in your fifties or whenever your kids grow up and go to college, but I'm sure you have mom friends that like you related over your kids being friends. Mm -hmm. And if you grow apart when you're older, because that's not there anymore, that's just like a natural transition. But I don't think it, you have to well, like I think end that a friendship a lot with moms, it. especially like in our mom's group. I can think, I can't think of anybody that I wouldn't have called a friend during that time. They were really right. perfect chapter friends, but we lived in different locations. We all went to different schools. So by the time our kids were old enough in school age, we started getting involved in different activities. It organically fizzled out. It did. We didn't have those well, we things were also in common busy. anymore. But so, I would still consider any of those women my friend. You would not? I would. Oh, yeah. Same. I would. Me too. So I'm saying. But we've moved on. The chapter's yeah, over. But we don't have to be like, oh, this is over. But I we also don't have wouldn't in common. call them if I had an SOS. No, but I, but I, I don't even know they're friendly with them, hi, so. but I might comment on their social media yeah, posts yeah. or something, you know, be right. like, oh my God, blah, blah, yeah. blah, so big or whatever. Like I might, I feel like this one is saying like, you don't comment on their social media, like, like you're done with that person. <laughs> like you moved on. Well, this, this is saying that you should break up with them, but I disagree with this. That's I don't I'm know. Saying. I think it just, I agree with you. Breakups are we... hard to do. So if it organically <laughs> fizzles out, then that's, that's normal though. Kind of the dream. 
rather for me because I hate <laughs> conversations so much. That's the dream. Just right? so you know, Amanda's wishing your friendship just if it was out. I would rather it organically dissolve totally. than that is to the easy, have a yeah. difficult conversation because that sucks. Who wants to be no in one. a confrontation like that? What's well, not not so pretty. often it isn't pretty and it ends in a disaster like your um, like what happened with you in your 20s. Yeah. And I do wonder if it is an age thing and if it happened like in the last couple of years, if if the result would be the same. I don't know. I had a similar situation with um, there's like a group of four of us and we're like best friends. These are my porch people, right? I mean, you and these four girls are the ones that are on my porch until death do us part. But there was a moment a couple of years ago that I thought they were breaking up with me and leaving me out and moving on. And there was this night and it was drinking and one of the girls who is, again, one of my best friends still to this day. But she said something that really fucking hurt my feelings so bad. And instead of saying it to something to her in the moment, I let it build up and build up and build up. And so then other little tiny things happened. Yeah. And I started getting more upset about it. Then I started manufacturing ideas that didn't exist and just building this <laughs> massive problem in my brain that was, yeah. you know, and I was self-sabotaging. And right. I should have said something in the moment, but I didn't. And it built up and built up and they could feel it. And then I could feel it. And then it became awkward. And then fast forward, this was almost a year of this going on where I was like, I think I have to break up with them. Like I, this is, and it was devastating because my heart fucking ached. It was the hardest time for sure ever. And I did a lot of self-reflection. And then one night we were out and- Somebody made a comment and it triggered me and I fucking lost it. And then I started crying and I had to leave. And one of the girls followed me and then the other girls followed and we had it out. And I was like, you suck. You said this and this and this. And I'm so mad at you. And how can you, you say we're friends and we're blah, blah, blah. But then you said this. And then she was like, hold the fuck up. Actually, <laughs> I like, maybe I said that, but you did blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. This is my fault too? Yeah. What? Like I didn't ever think of because of these ideas that I was manufacturing in my brain. Yeah. And I was believing them to be true. They weren't. I made them up because I didn't take that moment to address the issue. This mm -hmm. went on for a year of me thinking it was way worse than it was. So then right. I started self-sabotaging the relationship right. with my friends and isolating myself and not including myself. And it came to blow up. Thankfully, in this case, it made us stronger and closer together, but it was the hardest conversation I've ever had to have in my life. I think that she would say the same thing. Right. I think all four of us would be like, that was really fucking hard. But you got but through it. We got through it. It could have gone the other way. Yeah. So. But those are the friendships worth fighting those for. Those are the ones worth, worth fighting for. Those are the ones that are on your porch because there yeah. are going to be times in your life where you have to have really difficult conversations and you're either growing together or you're growing apart. We say that about marriage all the time. <laughs> I know. And, and marriage is so, like so true about yes. friendship. You're either growing together or you're growing apart. This was a moment, mm -hmm. you know, in the sand where we had to draw like, where, where are we? What is this? But you all and were on the same page about it. We all it. were on the same page and we all took accountability accountability for it. And what I discovered is this is why you need to do self-reflection, but also maybe talk about it when you are feeling upset. Like, what did you mean by that when you said that? Probably would have been... Yeah, but those like, conversations oh, are hard. They are hard, but... And sometimes it is easier to just bury it and keep going on. I mean, it depends on what it is. Your mm -hmm. situation, it got worse. But sometimes there are things that you can just like... And that's something I've learned in a mature friendship. I feel like there are things that sometimes friends do and you're like... Like, well, that was really shitty, but that person means more to me than fighting about something totally. stupid. Do you know what I mean? And what good is going to come out of this? Right. And it's the same for marriage. Like, don't pick a fight about all the things mm -hmm. because you could. Right. And then you're always fighting. But also sometimes like reflect on the value of that person or the value of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And is it worth it bringing it up or fighting about it when it's not really 
that big of an issue. Yeah. But if it is a big issue, learn Amanda's lesson and say something before it builds yeah. into a bigger Maybe thing. Maybe say something sooner. I don't know. That was yeah. a really big lesson for me to learn. I'm glad I went through it. I hope I, mean, I never have hard, to go through though. that again. Yeah. Um, but it happens. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my friends. Yeah. I learned that if it's if it's something that's going on and you're feeling it, then it's, mm-hmm. they're probably feeling it too. Or maybe that other person is feeling it. Yeah. So maybe it is a good idea to just sit down and talk about it. Yeah. And say, you know, hey, are you feeling this? Because I'm feeling it. I mean, I've had those conversations too. And then I'm trying to think, I just had this recently where I had to sit down with somebody and I was like, and I can't remember who it was. That's I was like, weird. I'm feeling like something's off. Are you feeling it too? And they were like, no, not at all. I love you. You're one of my besties. Hmm. And they fucking blew me off. And I felt like this is this is not a porch friend. This is like a oh a, chapter a high friend. buy maybe. Oh, okay. They bl- I feel like they blew me off. So they obviously weren't in it because they didn't want to have that conversation. Yeah. Like if you were to come to me and say, hey, it feels like something's off. We're not connected or is everything okay? I would be like, no, you're crazy. I've just been really tired or this is what's going on in my life. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry that you're feeling that way, but it's not you. I actually have all these other things. Or maybe it is you. I still would be like, well, yeah, I feel like you're hanging out with, you know, Jenny Jojo too much and I'm feeling a little jealous or whatever it is. Like we could have that conversation. Yeah. But this particular person and just blew me off. And I was like, mm, this feels like a blow off. So peace out. Yeah. And I never circled back. I felt like, okay, there is something off. Mm-hmm. And whether she knows it or not, it's off with me. And she doesn't yeah. want to. She's not willing so that to high do it. Is out of here. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is that the end of your list? Yeah. So when do you break up? That's What's like a takeaway? whole other topic, isn't it? No, this is. Oh, that's the topic we're talking about. <laughs> I thought we were talking about when you know. When you know. When, when you, you know, know when, when you need it. Not how to do it. it's worth fighting for. Because I think how to do it is a lot harder. Oh my God, it's so hard. Well, we can talk about that. Well, we kind of did. You we could did do like a dip bit. out or you could let it fizzle out or you could just. You have to decide. Here's the bottom line. If you really like this friend and you want to see where it's going to go, right? Then you yeah. have to have those hard conversations. Yeah. I think if you come Here's at it thing. with an open heart and a kind tone and you're not going at it with like, you did this, you fucking yeah. bitch. Yeah. Then like, you're not going to get anywhere when you're doing that. <laughs> that right? was intense, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I but felt that like, one. I was like, oh, shit, did I do something wrong? No. no, but if you come at it with aggression. Yeah. And totally. not kindness in your well, heart. They say that for any communication then, with a relationship, right. like a therapist will tell you, if you say you, 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 that person's going to be defensive. If you say when this happened, it made me feel this, then that is obviously different than it being accusatory or aggressive. But yeah, yes, you should approach it from like a point of like trying to fix it versus like anger or whatever. And I think that's where people need to take time to reflect on like the, the whole relationship in general, where is this worth fighting for? Is this something you want to fight about? How do you approach it and, and do it with kindness? Do Unless with kindness. you don't care and, and you're also, ready to ruin it. But Remember, there's always three sides to every story, right? There's yes. your side, my side and the truth. And what I discovered in my porch fight right. is... You didn't know their she truth. She had her own story. I didn't right. know her truth. I never gave her the option to give that. I just assumed it was, it was all your their fault. Stuff. They yeah. were leaving me out. They wanted, they didn't want me on their porch anymore. Yeah. They were moving on. That's how I, that's what I assumed. That's what you felt. But that yeah. was not the truth. And so in that particular situation, we didn't really go at it with kindness, but we did go at it with a lot of love. Well, there was drinking so, involved. Because so there was happens. drinking involved, so it was a lot more direct. But it, there was a lot love. more direct. But crazy. I have had other conversations where it has been like, for example, having a conversation with a mom about a kid. Like mm-hmm. there have been times where I've had to have a conversation with a mom whose kid is a thousand percent in the wrong. And I yeah. know that. And yeah. they probably know that. 
but I never approach it that way. I always approach it like, listen, I know if my kid has, here's what I'm seeing on my end. Yeah. What, what are, are you, you seeing, seeing on, on your end? end? Because there's something that's wrong here and I don't know. How did you how learn that? And I hate confrontation. I know, but that is so good that you do that because I've learned that from you and mm-hmm. I think it's amazing and I still haven't like ever used that skill, but well, that's I good. love that's that lucky. you keep you to use bringing it. up that example yeah. because it's so important to come at it from a point of like, if you come at it from a point of like, my kid didn't do this because I've done that for mm-hmm. one of my sons. And then he was like, yeah, I did that. And I was like, well, <laughs> I just fucked myself. Thank you. Thank you a lot. But I, but I learned in that yeah. moment that if you say my kid would never do that, my kid isn't the one at fault. You have to come at it from an angle like this is what I'm seeing. This is my side. What's your side? Mm-hmm. And then if that mom is mature enough, you can understand that like your truth might be your truth. My truth might mm-hmm. be my truth. We might not ever see eye to eye on that. There's a third truth. The third mm-hmm. truth is actually what happened. Right. And it's usually not how we interpret it. It's actually what happened That's without what us happened. being somewhere, upset. Somewhere between those two is, is what actually happened. But, yes. th- but you have to respect each other enough and be mature enough to be mm-hmm. like, this is what it is. Yeah. But I love that you do that. I mean, that's the only way that I can get to any sort of resolution. I know, but it's like, how life. did you know how to do that? I don't know. You just are amazing. Gwyneth Paltrow, maybe? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. so anyway, breakups are hard to do. Yeah. With friends. Try not to react in the moment. Yeah. Think about it. Don't make my mistake. Well, I don't know that it was. I think maybe that would have happened either way. No, I, would, I don't know. I was not in a good place as a human being. And that. It's, it but that also says a lot about them too, because maybe they weren't a good friend. So this could have been a blessing in disguise maybe. because you did apologize and you tried right. to make it right. And they were like, nope. And you say you believe well, in second they chances. Were like, Sounds like they didn't. Right. It well, here's the be thing. That you're better off. It to- I think that there is some truth in that because I think if when a friendship is one-sided and we talked about this mm-hmm. on another podcast, I think it was the first one we did on the friendship series, but like there are friendships that are one-sided it, to me. And this is part of who I was talking about. I was like, you know, when you re- you're the one always reaching out and they're not reciprocating, mm-hmm. that tells you something like move on. They're not good people or they're not your friends or they're not. Or if they only want to be friends with you because of you're going on vacation. Right. And they want to go on vacation or like you're only as good as how deep your pocketbook is. That can Or happen. how good you're, you're at sports or whatever. Then what you're you can out. give them. Whatever you market in the relationship skill. is what... <laughs> Is why they're friends with you. Totally. And people take advantage. So mm-hmm. that's something to be aware of. Let's just take yeah. a moment and wind this down. Take a moment. <laughs> I gotta go. Grateful for the friends that we have. Yes. And, and the be, things that we've learned. And Yes. The, all the hard stuff, you guys, it's all for a reason. And that is mm-hmm. my biggest lesson. I've been through a lot of crap, but it makes you a better person on the outside and inside. I don't know what I was trying to say. You it makes you a better person in the end. When That's you go through a lot of shit, you look yes. really good on the outside. Yes. <laughs> that was a weird laugh. Okay. Well, there's obviously a lot more to uncover on this topic, but we're going to wrap it up for now. Hope that helps. Stay true to yourself. So, okay. Share this episode <laughs> if it helped you. Follow us on Instagram at Mop Squad Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really, 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 really appreciate it. it Say really one more time. Really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. So, so much. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. See you next time. Bye.